Hey everybody, you're listening to The Daily Drive with Josh Downs, and today is Throwback Thursday. It's one day each week where I'll share one of my favorite and most downloaded episodes from the over now 460 that I've done. As always, just a reminder that all these episodes can be found on my website, thedailydrivepodcast.com, where they're categorized for you to better find and listen to them by topic. And there are topics like boundaries, self-care, parenting, mindfulness, gratitude, relationships, spirituality, and adversity, as well as many others, so as to help you better find what you need to listen to when you need it. And just a reminder, you can find all the transcripts for these episodes on my website as well. Now, today's episode is going to be episode 106, Gratitude 2.0, Don't Judge the Moment. And the reason I chose this one is, of course, to go along with our theme of gratitude for this month, but this one is almost as if the evolution of gratitude. It represents gratitude 2.0, or learning to be grateful not just for the things that we have and the things that are good, but also learning to be grateful for the things that are hard and the things that have been difficult and the struggle and the adversity that we go through. I believe that there is even a place that we can get to where we can see the bad and the difficult things in our life through the eyes of gratitude as we see the growth and the strength that we've developed through them. And so to help with this, here is episode 106, Gratitude 2.0, Don't Judge the Moment. Welcome to The Daily Drive with Josh Downs a podcast where I'll be sharing principles and insights each and every day to help you on your personal journey through life. Things to better help you move forward from wherever you are to where you want to be. Good morning, everybody, and welcome, as always, to another week of The Daily Drive. I'm Josh Downs, and this is episode 106, Gratitude 2.0, Don't Judge the Moment. There's a story that illustrates an important aspect of gratitude that I'd like to share with you today. And it's an aspect of gratitude that a friend and mentor of mine by the name of Angela Bell likes to refer to as gratitude 2.0. See, there's basic gratitude and then there's gratitude 2.0. It's kind of an advanced course, if you will, in gratitude. Gratitude in all of its forms is one of the most helpful things that we'll ever learn to do and be. In a past podcast, episode 42, in fact, I outlined all the benefits that gratitude can bring to a person's life. Without exception, every person that I've ever worked with has shared that of all the things that they've learned and practiced, it's been gratitude that has had the greatest impact on their lives. And I would 100% agree from my personal experience as well. The daily practice of gratitude is one of the most impactful practices that we can do daily. However, through the course of my life, I've learned that there are different levels of gratitude that can be expressed that we can learn to practice. There's gratitude... And then again, there's Gratitude 2.0. Okay, so are you ready for what Gratitude 2.0 is? See, it's one thing to learn to be grateful for what is good in life. And as easy as that sounds, it's still a difficult practice that takes time and effort to develop. But Gratitude 2.0 is a whole other level of gratitude. Gratitude 2.0 is learning to be grateful for not just what is good in life, but also for what is bad and hard in life for what goes wrong and what by all accounts isn't fair and what isn't right. Gratitude in many ways is an expression of trust and appreciation for our lives and so it will always be hardest to express when life isn't going the way that we want it to. So do you see why this is so much more difficult and why it's version 2.0? Brian Acton had worked for Yahoo for 11 years when he applied for a job at Twitter. 
But even though he was quite good at what he did, he was rejected. When he received the news, he tweeted, Got denied by Twitter HQ, and that's okay. Would have had a long commute. (laughs) He next applied for a job at Facebook. Soon after, he tweeted, Facebook turned me down. It was a great opportunity to connect with some fantastic people. Looking forward to life's next adventure. He didn't hesitate to post his failures on social media and never expressed anything but gratitude for the opportunities. After these setbacks, he ended up working on an app in his personal time. Five years later, Facebook bought WhatsApp, the app that Brian Acton co-founded, for $19 billion. The jobs at the companies that rejected Acton would have paid far less than what he made off of WhatsApp. Instead of fixating on the rejections and adopting a negative mindset towards the setbacks, he just waited gratefully to see what might be in store for him. The lesson for us? Well, according to Jay Shetty, and I love this, don't judge the moment. As soon as you label something as bad, your mind starts to believe it. Instead, be grateful for setbacks. Allow the journey of life to progress at its own pace and in its own roundabout way. God may have other plans in store for you that you aren't even aware of. Jay Shetty in his book, Think Like a Monk, tells a story about a monk who carried water from a well in two buckets, one of which had holes in it, and he did this every day without repairing the bucket. The monk pointed out that the side of the path where he carried the full bucket was barren, but on the side of the path where the bucket had leaked, beautiful wildflowers had flourished. My imperfection has brought beauty to those around me, he said. And you know what? I believe that we can learn to see challenges and difficulty and even heartaches in much of the same way. Helen Keller, who became deaf and blind as a toddler after an unidentified illness, wrote, When one door of happiness closes, another opens. But often we look so long at the closed door that we do not see the one that has been opened for us. Shetty goes on to say that when something doesn't go our way, say to yourself, it's going to be okay. There's more for me out there. You don't quite have to get to a point where you say, I'm grateful I lost my job right away. But when you say this is what I wanted, this is the only answer for me, all the energy is put into the loss. Instead, try to say, this didn't work out, but there's more for me out there. And you'll feel all the energy be put towards a future full of possibility. The more you learn to not judge moments in life as good or bad, the more open you'll be to possible outcomes, and the more you'll be able to make gratitude a go-to response because you'll see things not as roadblocks anymore keeping you from your future and from your dreams, but just as detours helping you to better find your future and to achieve your dreams. Brother David Steindl Rass says, People usually think the gratitude is saying thank you, as if this were the most important aspect of it. The most important aspect of the practice of grateful living is to trust in life. And I would add to trust in God. To live that way is what I call grateful living because then you receive every moment as a gift, good and bad. This is when you stop long enough to ask yourself, what's the opportunity in this moment? You look for it and then take advantage of that opportunity. And it's as simple as that. I've seen this play out in my own life in so many different ways. I mentioned a terrible accident that my father was in while serving a mission that left him disabled for the rest of his life and having to wear leg braces and losing opportunities to play professional baseball. Yet now he sees the direction his life has gone 
and counts that terrible experience as one that he is grateful for. I recently watched my own brother get turned down from one job after another, struggling with understanding the reason for all the setbacks, only to finally see him get a job that seems to be a great fit for him with more potential possibly than any of the other jobs that he didn't get. And of course, I've experienced my own setbacks through divorce and the resulting job loss and seen them turn into new experiences and opportunities to meet new people, make new friends, and to grow in new ways. Through all of this, I'm learning to not judge the moment as bad, but to see it more as an opportunity for something new and maybe even something better. President Dieter F. Uchtdorf, a leader of my faith, gave a talk once titled, Grateful in Any Circumstances in which he said of developing and expressing gratitude, even in the most painful and difficult of times, that it might sound contrary to the wisdom of the world to suggest that one who is burdened with sorrow should give thanks to God. But those who set aside the bottle of bitterness and lift instead the goblet of gratitude can find a purifying drink of healing, peace, and understanding. He went on to say that it's difficult to develop a spirit of gratitude if our thankfulness is only proportional to the number of blessings that we can count. True, it's important to frequently count our blessings, and anyone who has tried this knows that there are many. But I don't believe the Lord expects us to be less thankful in times of trial than in times of abundance and ease. In fact, most of the scriptural references do not speak of gratitude for things, but rather suggest an overall spirit or attitude of gratitude. It's easy to be grateful for things when life seems to be going our way. But what then of those times when what we wish for seems to be far out of reach? Could I suggest, he says, that we see gratitude as a disposition, a way of life that stands independent of our current situation. In other words, I'm suggesting that instead of being thankful for things, we focus on being thankful in our circumstances, whatever they may be. Now that is gratitude 2.0. This is learning to make lemonade when life gives you lemons. This is learning to develop the kind of mindset that can take failure and turn it into, I wonder what's next for me. This is learning not to see the world as hostile, but friendly. Albert Einstein, a guy that was pretty smart by all accounts, said that the most important decision we will ever make will be if we believe in a friendly or a unfriendly universe. Or as I would put it, a friendly or unfriendly God. It is through gratitude 2.0 that we get to practice trust in Him. See, there's a difference between enduring something and enduring something well. A difference between just surviving and thriving. When we face life's challenges with hope, faith, and optimism, we learn to look past the moment and stay focused on the bigger picture. Does God want us to be happy? Does He want us to be successful? Does He want us to have the things we most want? Of course He does. But He wants us to learn to trust Him, to develop faith in Him, that He knows what's best for us and knows what we need and in the end what we don't. Learning not to judge the moment too quickly and to live gratefully is the next level of gratitude for us to try to develop. And trust me, You'll have the opportunity very soon if you haven't already, maybe even today. The next time you experience a setback, instead of getting down, try to stay up. Try to look up and continue to express gratitude for what you have despite what you don't. And trust that the challenging times might just be some of the greatest gifts that you've been given. 
I remember a story told by a leader in my faith who'd been having a pretty hard day and was under a lot of stress, was feeling a little down, wondering how he was going to accomplish what was in front of him. As such, he, as we all have the tendency to do when feeling like this, was looking down, deep in thought, with self-doubt, self-pity, and all the other emotions that usually follow negative thinking. He mentioned that he was in an elevator at the time when the door opened and someone entered, but he said, I didn't look up. As the door closed, he said, I heard someone ask, uh, what are you looking at down there? <laughs> I recognized that voice, he said. It was present Thomas S. Monson, the prophet and leader of my church at the time. He said of this experience that he quickly looked up and responded, oh, nothing, <laughs> which he said, I'm sure that clever response inspired a lot of confidence in his abilities, but he had already seen my subdued countenance and my heavy briefcase. He smiled and lovingly suggested while pointing heavenward that it's better to look up. As we traveled down one more level, he cheerfully explained that he was on his way to the temple when he bid me farewell. His parting glance spoke again to my heart. Now remember, it's better to look up. As we parted, he said, the words of a scripture came to mind. Believe in God. Believe that he is. Believe that he has all wisdom and all power, both in heaven and in earth. He concluded, as I thought of Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ's power, my heart found the comfort that I had sought in vain from the floor of that descending elevator. When we practice and live in gratitude 2.0, we will be found looking up when most would look down. We'll look at failures and setbacks again as building blocks, not roadblocks. We will more quickly dismiss feelings of fear, doubt, and discouragement and instead replace them with faith, confidence, and optimism for what lies ahead because we believe that with God all things are possible. So my invitation for you today is to practice gratitude 2.0 today. At some point, try expressing gratitude for the challenges that you're facing or have faced. Even if you don't feel like it yet, just saying it, expressing it, will move you that much closer to believing it. When those setbacks come, and they will, don't be too quick to judge the moment as bad. Instead, say to yourself and others, Huh, well, I wonder what's in store for me next. Remember, life isn't meant to be lived perfectly. But life is meant to be perfectly lived, and a life is perfectly lived when it is turned over to the one who is perfect, who knows all, sees all, and can be all that we need. He is guiding and directing your life. So trust him. Trust the process. Be grateful for the good and work towards accepting and developing gratitude for those things that aren't good. They may just be the things that we'll be most grateful for when it's all said and done. So why not get a head start on it by developing gratitude for them now? Thanks, guys. It can be so easy to focus on the negative, can it? So let's push past this today and continue to try to focus on the positive and learn to be grateful in any circumstances. That's the kind of life I know that we all want to live. And each day that we express gratitude in any form, we take a step closer to it. And you can take a huge step today by not getting discouraged by any setbacks that you have today. Instead, trust in God's plan for you. If this podcast has been helpful in looking at life in a more positive way, then please subscribe to it and leave me a review if you wouldn't mind, even if it's a negative review, because I'm learning to see things not as good or bad, but as experiences to be better and to find more than what I have and what I am. And so can you. Until next time, I'm Josh Downs, and this is the daily drive.